This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, I'm joined by David the originally intended to be host of this episode, but I showed up. Hi, everybody. And Kersey Smurferka. Hola. I, you know, we pay for Zoom with Patreon money, so we appreciate having Zoom, but Zoom in <laughs> itself can be a little annoying sometimes. <laughs> so I'm all set and ready to go, ready to go, and then Brian decides that, oh, I'm going to jump in the call and opens up Zoom. Zoom goes, hey, you logged in from a different place and boots me off the account. And, you know, it. this is one of the things is, it's possible to have multiple accounts that control the main Zoom, but it's just prohib it's it's irresponsibly expensive. It's I wouldn't even even if Patreons gave us enough money to do it, I would spend the money on better things because it's stupid to spend if, that much money just to have multiple accounts in control. If we were if we were a business that needed that, maybe, but we don't have, you know, a hundred employees. Well, they like double. They would like double how much we're paying. It's we really have employees. Do you get paid, Dave? I mean, not don't by... don't don't we all? I mean, you're not getting paid. No. What happened Definitely. to your day job? Well, I have a day job. I thought you meant for this. I was like, oh Wait, no. Well, the patron, the patrons, the patrons contribute money, but I mean, we really, it's just Brian. My microphone broke. Can you get me a new microphone? Yeah, sure. That's really <laughs> what the Patreon money is. Oh yeah, and and also it lets us have the show online. So if you want to contribute, um, you can do that at Patreon.com/slash/NerdPodcastRadio. Um, if you do, you get access to some cool features and including being able to see our video calls and um, our bonus episodes. And, you know, and um, $5 patrons get the unedited episodes, which yeah. usually usually means you hear, hold on, pause the show, I got to go pee. And that's pretty much what you pay for. <laughs> that is not what you pay for. We talk about all <laughs> whatever my point in saying that is this is a labor of love absolutely my my favorite bonus feature is in between episodes the the patrons get to hear does anybody want to take a break <laughs> <laughs> it's true I, uh, only sometimes usually i pause recording when i say that mm. um so, so judging, um, judging by the banter i i do believe we don't really have much of a topic this week we're well did we not we, on something we we do have a oh topic. that's right we do haha -ha. um 
Stolas came up with a topic and almost immediately their internet went down, so couldn't be here. So we're going to talk about it without them. <laughs> because we're assholes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I am. Stolas, thank you for the idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. I mean, it's something I've been wanting to talk about for a while. We've done food before, but today we're going to do cooking. And it's not like it can't be done again. I mean, there's the, the topic would be completely different when Stolas brings up what they're cooking, because it's going to be very different from what all of us are cooking um but first but first no i said but first that means somebody else has to do it now but first we're gonna play everyone's favorite game what's nerdy with you where the three of us share the nerdiest things we've done the last few weeks and then at the end we all vote on who had the nerdiest thing using the mike myler patented widget system <laughs> you totally screwed that up how wow. how god fuck both of you how? How did I screw that up? How? Using using the patented Mike Myler widget system. You said it wrong. The patented Mike Myler widget system. That's what you I said. You said it wrong. What did I yeah, say? I don't know what you said. What did I say? You said David. the Mike My, Mike Myler widget know. system, and then you I said wasn't patent. listening. I was... Or did I say the patented Mike Myler oh. widget system or the Mike Myler patented widget system? The second one, which is not the right one. Oh, I be, I, it's wrong because I said, didn't say it the way you say you it. You should have just played the damn recording. That's why we have the damn recording. That's true. But I sent it to you and you didn't play it. Because I got booted off the account. <laughs> All I'm saying is you did it wrong. This is the this is the beginning of the show, folks. We're just gonna have a sibling argument over who said what wrong, you know, because not everybody can say it as perfect as Erica every week. You know, some of us get creative and change words around, but Erica How says it the exact same way every you. time. How dare you change things? I, Once I mean, you've I, perfected something, there's no reason to change it. It's been perfected. I follow the cos I follow the Cogsworth uh, uh, theory. Uh, if it ain't broke. Don't fix it. What if, if it ain't? <laughs> I, oh, that I I was gonna say I was gonna say what if it's um postmodern. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really I'm tired. Like... It's a long. It's a long week. It's it has crazy. been a long week. It you has know, been a long. You know, we're, week. we're gonna Laugh play. Happy episode, we're, man. we're gonna play the game. But David made an art pun, so I just gotta say, I gotta ask everybody, what is their favorite genre of art? Hmm. I've always been a fan of the uh, expressionist age. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Erica? I'm too eclectic to pick one, but I really do love impressionism. Yeah, impressionism is good too. I like. Um, I really like that weird period of photography where they did the montage. But mm. yeah. Um, but I, what does Mondrian fit into? Was that I the modern express expressionism when he did the? I, I the think squares, so. I, I squares. Yeah, I, I, th I honestly don't remember. This is I learned a lot. Mo everything I learned about art, I learned in college, and that was but fifteen I, years ago. I think <laughs> the, the first, the first things that pop into my head when I think of the art that impacted me the most when I was studying it was op art and pop art. Op art. They're both it, really good pop art. I have to agree with that. And then op art is that art form where it's like optical illusions, where yeah. it's like repeated patterns and stuff. And I'm not a huge fan of that. It was a really short period and it it's super passe, but I've always been impacted by it. I always thought that was cool. Like when you when you repeat patterns, you end up having depth that wasn't there before I, something i just like sometimes i i love anything when you can kind of look at it and see something different every time and i like hypnotic imagery yeah so i guess since i was the disruptor of the show 
this week. I'll go first because the reason I, why I was late. If you volunteer as tribute, go ahead. Yeah, that's a really good saying, volunteer as tribute. I, I appreciate that. What's that from? The Hunger Games. Oh. Hunger Games? <laughs> um, I went to Rose City Comic Con today. Nice. That was my big thing. Um, we did a lot of preparation for it this week. I mean, we played Pathfinder this week, and I did other nerdy things this week, but I think that really hits it is. I made it to the podcast, and I went today. I'm really tired. I feel good, though. I had fun. The, um, nice. I saw a bunch of, of the pictures you took. Well, a couple of the groups that hadn't been there in a while were there. Um, the 501st was there, and the Mandalorians were there. Nice. And it was the first time in a long time that the 501st, the Saber Guild, the Mandalorians, and the other one, I don't remember it, there was another Star Wars group there, hmm. um, were all there, and they were supporting uh, Magic Wheelchair. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And What's that? Magic Wheelchair is a charity that makes wheelchair cosplay for kids. That's very cool. And mm -hmm. we visited the Magic Wheelchair booth and were solicited by the cutest little girl in a Aww. giant pink Cobra wheelchair. <laughs> That's awesome. Aww. And she was so cute because she comes and she goes, Magic Wheelchair is a charity that raises money to make costume wheelchairs like mine. That's so cool. Aww. Would you like to donate? We have hats and tote bags. It's as little as $20, but if you would like to donate more, that's okay, too. And it was so cute. <laughs> uh, was, How much did you donate? $20. You're going to say, shut up and take my money. <laughs> and they yep. said, here's a hat. And I said, no, thank you. I just want to donate. And they said, here's a tote bag. And I said, okay. <laughs> uh, it was very charitable of you. Well, well done. Well played. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, there was another one we donated to this year. Um, was a charity that does carts for hot for six kids in hospitals that have game systems on them. Oh, which, neat. Yeah, that was really, that was a neat thing to do this year. But um, as far as Rose City Comic Con, all the Star Wars groups being there was really cool. Um, vendor rooms are as exhausting as they normally are. Um, was that one of the cons Odin was going to or no? I don't know if he was going to Rose City this year. I know he said he's been in the past. I don't know if he was going this year or not. He hasn't been there any time I've gone. Okay. Oh, I, gosh, I guess I he's... could check. I guess I could check his Discord and see if he said anything about it. Yeah. I, I was going to say, it's not like we don't have access to that. Yeah. And if you find out while we're talking, feel free to chime in and let us know. Cause oh, I don't. I, I don't keep current on his Discord, so I'd have to dig through everything that's on there. Well, you can always just search for the word Rose. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm still tired from the con, so I probably won't think of specific things. And I mean, hell, next time we record, it'll probably be the con too, because I'm going back tomorrow and Sunday. Nice. Yeah. Um, The story is, this is the second year my brother-in-law has bought us tickets. Oh, very cool. Um, The only thing I don't like about Rose City Comic Con is if you don't get there two hours before the convention, you will not get part. Well, yeah, and that's a convention. If you're an ADA, yeah. but if you're an ADA person, it makes it almost impossible. So if you're with someone who's in a mobility device or a wheelchair, once the parking lot closes, so do all the accessibility spots too, even if one of them's empty. Mm. Oh, that is unfortunate. Yeah. So the way they do it is once the lot fills, they close it for the day. If people leave, it's still closed for the day. Mm. I do not like how they do that. And if you're 
an ADA person and you get there and, and you don't get there super, super early, you're not going to get an accessibility spot. But if you're an ADA person, it's harder on you to get there that early. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. So it it's this thing where, but I do have to say their amenities department that helps with things like accessibility is one of the best I've ever talked to, but their logistics with parking is a little frustrating. Mm. Yeah. And they don't have valet, so we can't do that to get around it, which Fair is enough. like the normal you know, workaround. When I was young, I'd be like, why would I do that? Why would I pay for valet parking? I could park and walk. Now that I'm older, I'm like, God damn, valet parking is fabulous. <laughs> Right. Now that it's not in a substantial amount of whatever food budget you had for the con. Yeah. yeah. Valet I, parking is is kind of worth it sometimes. Well, when I went to Strategic Con, I always used it. Oh, yeah. It was, it was just, I mean, hell. You, you, most of the time you were going to Strategic Con, you were getting all that money refunded because you were volunteering at the con. So. That's true. <laughs> I, I never went to Strategic Con and paid full price for everything. Yeah. I would probably not have gotten valet if I had. Oh, the um the tabletop gaming room at Rose City Comic Con had some had a lending library for role playing games and oh, you very could just cool. go there. Yeah, and they had Morkborg and nice. um which I'm not gonna explain. If you, listeners, if you want to know what the Morkborg tabletop RPG is, feel free to look it up. But buyer beware. It it's a different kind of thing. Viewer discretion advised. Um <laughs> and um they had um a lot of different games I've never heard of before. I don't remember what the names were, but I can tell you what the games were like. One was a traveling anime adventure, fantasy anime, traveling the countryside with a small group type of adventure. Miyazaki mm-hmm. inspired. Um, and then another one was 90s underground artwork, punk rock, sci-fi. And when I say 90s underground artwork, punk rock, I mean like heavy metal style artwork and that kind of gore level. But okay. Cyberpunk. Okay. Oh, and they had they had Mouse Guard in their lending library, and Mouse Guard is a really really cool uh, tabletop RPG where you play as mice that are knights and stuff in a fantasy. I've seen that. It's really good. It uses. I think the, they played that on tabletop. Yeah, that uses the burning wheel system, which is more story based than combat based, and it, it it's a lot of fun. Mouse Guard is very very cool. You can play as a hamster paladin or a hamster barbarian named Boo if you want to. <laughs> That's and fun. you can you can have a miniature human name mix. <laughs> um, has has anybody found Minx in Baldur's Gate three yet? Yeah, I killed him. Did you? Oh, I didn't get you? a choice. I didn't get a choice. The bald ranger for the bald ranger barbarian from um Baldur's Gate one and two is in Baldur's Gate three. Unfortunately, he's working for a faction that I was not allied with, and before I got a chance to talk to him, the group he was with attacked me, and I ended up just having to kill them all. So I didn't have a choice. That's unfortunately, what act is that in? Three. Oh. I'm still in Act Two. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, Jahira, I try- Jahira and Minx from Baldur's Gate One and Two are both playable. You meet Jahira at level in, in Act Two, and yeah, uh, I've met Minx, Jahira. Yeah, Minx is in Act Three. Minx, and he's yeah. got Boo. He's got Boo with him, which now, unfortunately, even with talk with animals, is just an angry thing that squeaks at me. I can't even talk to it. So, yeah, oh well, yeah. next next playthrough, I'll play the other side, and maybe I'll actually get to interact with. <laughs> I've been what side thinking are you about. Playing? I'm a paladin. Mm. I've been thinking about <laughs> starting over and playing um 
a bard. Mm. Yeah, so, I would. I, yeah, my, guess my, what I'm playing? Sorcerers. No, sorcerer. No, warlock. Drow, rogue. Drow, rogue. That's right. Sorcerers or warlock? One of the two. Drow, warlock? Drow, pa- drow paladin, drow something? It's a drow. I mean, drow cleric. It's a drow, huh? Drow cleric. Nope. Drow monk? Yep. You're playing uh, that character. Yeah. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing that character. It's going very, very well. Monks are broken. Why are monks Erica, broken? Because they get to do all of kinds of crazy monk shit. It's great. Monks are overpowered. They're broken. Erica's playing Monks are overpowered. I'm I'm okay with it. Druids are overpowered too, and that's what I'm playing right now. Yeah. Have you uh have you owl bomb uh, uh, have you uh, uh have you owl bear bombed anyone yet? No, I'm only <laughs> I'm only I'm only at the um the deep growth level. I'm playing you, you, the moon thing. You you can wild shape, right? Yeah, but I'm not high enough level for the okay. owl bear thing. Yet. Okay. Cuz oh man. I haven't gotten into Act 2 yet. I'm still Act 1. Okay. I'm... I'm, Well, near the end of Act 1. I maybe get a chance to play once a week. I think it's when you hit 5th, you can unlock the the large-sized creatures, and then you can take your owlbear and jump off of very high things and murder everything on the ground. Oh, that's cool. I understand it, it... It negates fall damage, too. Exactly. So what it does is all the fall damage you would do instead gets slammed into the ground to everyone around you in an AoE. So you do... So the higher up you are when you jump, the more damage you do when you hit. <laughs> yeah, one of the most OP things in that game is the wild shape. And the and the, and the, the monks with weapons. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Monks are fucking broken. <laughs> it's great. It's working out really good for me so far. I remember... Because I can just walk into the enemy camps and be like, hey guys, how's it going? I remember when I remember when Stolas got the game and was like, Druids can wear metal armor. That's bullshit. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> I hate that <laughs> restriction. <laughs> That's funny. Did you guys figure out the uh the cheat for the I it's not a treat cheat, the trick for the merchants yet? I no? don't know what you're talking about. So you know how like they've got attitude and discount? Like oh yeah oh and you give them shit yeah you give them a bunch of shit it makes them bigger then they pay you more for the bigger stuff yeah but i didn't do that so what i did is i picked stuff like uh scrolls and stuff i wanted and i just paid them 200 percent of it mm-hmm. and after paying them only like probably an extra 500 gold that's when they dropped like nice i didn't just have to give them money it worked out nice Neat. I got so, so much. Now I have like twenty thousand gold. Yeah, I've got about thirty-five k on my characters, and I yeah. don't have anything to spend it on. It's like, oh, great! I've got all this money. Woo! I don't know. I'm still finding some pretty cool spells and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, David, um, Erica, Erica is up because I inconvenienced David with the account thing, and he was he was oh, supposed to record today. So. <laughs> All right. So I have two nerdy things. The first nerdy thing is last year Lee decided to go to homecoming, and she wanted to be Cinderella. And being the mom that I am, I made her Cinderella dreams come true. Big, poofy, glittery butterfly blue dress with a tiara. So this year, she decided she wanted to be Anastasia. So now, David, you have a strange look on your face. I'm trying to picture the character. From the Anastasia animated movie? Wasn't it golden? I think it was gold. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Gold with like a big blue sash bow thing. Right, Ciara thing. right. It's been a while yeah. since I've seen that movie. I was just trying to <laughs> recall what that yeah. looked like. <laughs> so now she wants to be Anastasia. So now Grandma and I are tailoring a dress for her so that she can be Anastasia. She's essentially cosplaying at every homecoming. That's what I'm getting at. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. It's nerdy. That's why she's sharing yeah, it for what's awesome. nerdy with you. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, her daughter I, is an extension of herself, so she's allowed to. Right. Well, I mean, also, I'm supporting my kid, and it's a lot of work. It's, it's 100% it. legal and allowed, but incredibly unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh man yeah but my my other nerdy thing is actually something about me Ooh! i found out this week yay that i am neurodivergent yay you okay how so yeah the other person personality started talking I yeah see. yeah <laughs> no um i'm called time space synesthesia yeah, it's a Which fancy word for short. That is not a fancy word for short. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm it's... sorry. I, Erica called me and told me about it already. So I've been just waiting to tear into her on it. It's amazing. Mm. And it's really, really awesome. And I'm only teasing. I don't mean to be insensitive. Go ahead, Erica. I'm shutting up now. Okay. No. I, so I visualize time like and not like in my head, like I see it in front of me and I don't visualize it in the way that people do the way time looks to me is like it's like a map and I can see the way the calendar moves and stuff so when somebody says something like oh this happened back then let's say it was January I will physically look to my left to see January because I I see it right in front of me and I visualize things very differently um I also it's also why I don't get lost I can go someplace once and always be able to get back there and never get lost and I don't lose track of time can you so, do me a favor and tell david about the conversation with your co-workers when they asked you how you visualize a calendar because i want to see the look on his face yeah okay well, this so, is good all right so i didn't i didn't know i was weird let me just start there i didn't you're know not that you're not weird people i didn't know other people just like you didn't know you were nerdy me. just like you didn't know uh... no i was nerdy david that's right so uh oh, oh. How, how do you visualize the yearly calendar? You sound like you're underwater. Yeah, something happened to your microphone. Technical difficulties, hold on. She, what did she say? I couldn't, I didn't actually understand She said understand technical that. difficulties, hold on. Okay. Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yes, yes, yes it, it fixed it. Okay, Woo! all right. So, um, anyways, the girls were like, oh, let's do this fun exercise. You know, how do you visualize the calendar year? And I guess most people like just see like a calendar in front of them and they kind of like, flip the months or whatever and i was like oh i don't see that that way at all and they were like what do you mean i was like well i see like here's january here's february here's march here's april like it comes down at april and then it's may and then june and then july flip all the way to its side and i okay. visualize it literally on its side and then it's august is below july september and then it goes down september is below august october november december and then it snakes back up to january and it's like this weird s Okay. <laughs> and so i drew and i was like i was like oh that's not how i do it at all and i like drew it out on the whiteboard and everybody looked at me and they were like there is something wrong with you <laughs> they were all like super freaked out about it <laughs> 
And I was like, oh. Oh, well, it's all the like, pentagrams and the satanic writing. It, yeah, must. I, I mean, don't... well, the third eye opened on her forehead. And she was <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. the, I su- got... the sudden influx of brimstone through the air, <laughs> air conditioning duct. Well, I got curious about it. So I was like looking it up and I was like, oh, and I was like reading these articles on it and I brought it up to uh you know um my neurologist and stuff and she had me take this test and apparently i have time space synesthesia Mm. and and now i have signed up for some sort of research thing because apparently it's really rare and they're always looking for people to be lab rats i guess so Mm. to learn more about it so neat. Uh, David, do you mind if I give a little elaboration on this story? Because I talked with sure. Erica over the phone about it and there were some things. So go ahead. Um, I asked Erica what kind of questions they asked you in the evaluation. And she goes, oh, yeah. Well, they asked you if you can see colors when you hear music. And she said, yeah. And I said, how come you've never told me that before? She did. She mentioned it on the podcast a, I, a little while ago. Did you? Yeah. And she was like, well, I just assumed everybody saw colors when they listen to music. No. No. Oh, yeah. I understand that. (laughs) So this is the part Erica doesn't know. So I told Erica, I was like, this is really cool. And this is so listeners, I I was teasing Erica. I really do think this is a neat thing. I mean, I'm ADHD. There's a lot of neurodivergencies flying around. Erica was really excited when she told me and she's my sister. So I give her a hard time. But I think it's really, really neat to find this stuff out. And I told Erica I was going to call my mom and tell her. And I was really excited to tell her. So I called mom and I was like, time, space, synesthesia. And mom goes, oh, what's that? And I was like, it's really hard to explain. She like visualizes things differently. Um, and she it's the synesthesia part. She hears color. She sees colors when she hears music. And mom goes, doesn't everybody? <laughs> nice. And I told mom she should go to neurologist because that is not something everyone. No, does. no, that is not. That's funny. <laughs> and I told her that <laughs> it usually involves if you think about memories, you think about like a visual place where they're stored and like you have visualizations. And mom was like, oh, like when I think about when when I can't find my keys, so I think about where I put my keys in my childhood home, and that's why I think of where the keys are. And I'm like, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like that. <laughs> well, I also put together, it's why people think I'm bitch face. Because when people tell me stuff, I'm literally visualizing it. So, like, I'm not looking at the person anymore. They think I'm looking at them, but I'm not. I'm, like, visualizing the story that they are telling me. And that's why I remember so much, because I'm building this visual story in my head. But it's also why I'm really, really bad with names, because while I'm building this visual story, I'm not paying attention to the details of, like, names and things like that i'm putting all the big pieces together and if you know how you think you can take a name and store it in your mind palace yes yeah see associations really help because you can like if someone's name is barry you can put a pet bear in you in the in the bear shack in the yard and then you'll remember barry from then on Mm -hmm. interesting like i just found out one of my neighbor's names is shirley and i i'm going to remember that because I will think of Laverne and Shirley because she's an older lady. And I'll be like, oh, the older lady is Laverne and Shirley. Got it. Awesome Pfeffer Incorporated. (laughs) 
It means Tommaso. So, but yeah, that was my nerdy thing. I found out I'm neurodivergent and I have this really weird synesthesia. No, I didn't realize for a very long time that other people did not see colors when they hear music. So just like I didn't know I was nerdy or any, I just, these are things I just live with and assume that they're normal. I'm just so shocked by mom's reply. I'm yeah, that just was great. so unbelievably oh, shocked. That's great. She said that's the reason why she closes her eyes when she listens to music. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I close my eyes when I listen to music, too. So, but mm. I see David. colors when I close my eyes, but only because I get an optical migraine. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh. I'm, weird. I'm weird my own ways. <laughs> I, I have conversations with people in my brain that never actually happen. And then when they do happen, I get weird deja vu. Oh, yeah. Like, wait, we already talked about that. No, we didn't. That was just in my brain. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it's fucking weird sometimes, though. <laughs> I get deja vu all the time. I get deja vu all the time. I mean, I, I don't know if I've talked to Eric about it much, though. Have I told you that? We've talked about deja, deja vu. is a pretty common sensation for me. Anyway, David. Right. Uh, <laughs> nerdy stuff. Uh, uh, this episode's going to be short, folks. <laughs> uh Oh, I bought um uh, so I bought some uh, memory foam pillows from Amazon and they came and they were wrapped up real tight and I've unrolled them and it's been a day and they haven't inflated at all. They're still fucking paper thin. <laughs> oh. You know so I, I might actually be sending them back cuz yeah, it's, like literally I can roll it back up and <laughs> that that you know it's th- that's about how it came. It's that's not not very big. I yeah. bought a I bought a mattress pad that had memory foam in it and it took a while. Yeah. Well, this is going on a full day already. So that's not. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not not happy with that purchase. Um let's see other nerdy things. I was supposed to go to a game day event out in Pasadena last week. It got canceled last minute. Uh what else? What else? What else? Oh, I I'm my D and D campaign on Saturday. I'm running. Uh, we're running through uh, Carrion Crown, and we are on book five. So they Carrion just... Crown is the horror Pathfinder adventure. Yes, and are you running it with D and D? I'm no. We're running it in Pathfinder first. Day. Oh, okay. But um, so they we're in book five. They just met the Vampire Lord, who of course I'm playing like uh, Alucard from uh, uh from the Abridged series. Okay. Oh, you know. A real fucking vampire. <laughs> I always think of Alucard from Castlevania. Yeah, that's a good one too. But no, um, uh, Team Four Stars, Helsing Ultimate Abridged. Their Alucard is. Phenomenal. I've watched a little bit of that. That's so good. I love what they did with Alexander a- Anderson too. He's he puts the fucking and lawful fucking good. <laughs> Well, all of my widgets go to David for saying that. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't do too much on the nerdy spectrums this uh, the, this this go around. It uh, yeah, just kind of been concentrating on work. And I I don't know if I can give it give my widgets in good conscience to someone who just exploits their kids for widgets. <laughs> Exploit my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I would be chair that as a mom, I'm doing everything in my power to make my child's dreams come true. My apologies. <laughs> the look on her face. Oh my god, that was great. <laughs> he knows oh, where I only is. say shit like this to oh. give the patrons something good to look at in the video. <laughs> oh yeah that was good okay i i'm in a good mood i think and eric is short anyway 
Um, Erica, you get all four because I think discovering the way your brain works is a marvelous thing. And honestly, I'm starting to really think that neurotypical is not like a thing because I think it's just the brain is a giant mystery and we're only really understanding how it works and some people get the privilege of getting a little bit more information than others and that's what neurodivergence is maybe sometimes i wish i wasn't like i don't know as perceptive as in tuned or whatever because some people kind of go through life and they're in this like state of bliss and they just i don't know it seems like that would be nice to never think too hard about things you finished your bachelor's degree by working full-time and being a full full-time mom without help. I think the fact that your brain works different contributed to being able to do that. Oh, maybe. Because I kind of hope so, because it makes me feel better about myself because I never felt like I could do that. (laughs) I've always been proud of you for that. I thought that was amazing. I mean, I couldn't even finish school and I'm single living at home. (laughs) I don't know. I just always chalk that up to persistence. I don't like being told I can't do something. I, I think the thing I appreciate about the story the most is when your your innocent co-workers ask you the question and you're like, it's like an S that loops and this is sideways and this. And everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, well, the thing is, I was, I was so off put that it seemed you would have thought I had two heads that I had grown another head. Like they were just like the way they looked at me, and they were like, Erica, just stop. Like I can't. And I was like, like. I'm sorry. How do you visualize a calendar, David? Um, I, I, I don't usually. I have them printed out and I look at them. <laughs> well, like if you think of, do you have a visual representation in your mind when you're trying to think about like it's September now and you're trying to think about what two months ago would have been? Or do you just I recite just do, it? Or? I just do math on dates. I don't, uh, you know, today's the 22nd. A week from now, it'll be the 29th. A week from then, it'll be the 6th. <laughs> so you don't do the visualization? No, I don't. I uh, My brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was... I was thinking about it and I was like, what do I do when somebody asks me to think about a date? And I literally picture myself standing on a timeline and it's scrolling underneath. Mm. But it's a a moving timeline. I don't know if I, I, I think it's just because I'm creative. I don't think it's like, I think it's because I don't visualize things naturally and I have to kind of think about it to visualize things. I don't just, somebody asks me something and a visualization pops into my head. Yeah. I learned how to. Yeah. Yeah. If if I like really think about it, sure, something will come to mind. But just off the top of my head, no, I don't think about time that way. Yeah. (laughs) I visualize everything. Literally Mm -hmm. everything I consume, I visualize. Yeah. That that's the way your brain works. I do have a memory palace though, but that was something I learned through meditation. I didn't just do that. So over the phone, I told Erica, I was like, "Wow, you're like Sherlock Holmes," and she says, "I'm not that smart." And I said, "Well, you are a sociopath." (laughs) <laughs> That's true. 
<laughs> yes, I am a sociopath. Mm. A little bit, a little bit. She's not really. She's very caring for her kids. It's not an act. No, it's not. I, it's I just playing. I around. can't. She's, I can't. She's like the opposite. She's general. very extra emotional. Mm. Don't tell people my secrets. Well, that's like. To think I'm a hard ass bitch. What the fuck uh, is wrong with you? Well, it's like that Archer joke I use all the time. You're it's a like, hard ass <laughs> bitch. You're a hard ass bitch because you're you have such strong empathy that if you weren't you'd be crying all the time. Oh, that's probably true. That's probably I have true. I have stories I can tell, but I won't. I won't put Erica on the spot anymore that I have to stories. You want to save them for the bonus episode? I guess. Now I'm curious though. D- um Erica, who do you give your widgets to? Uh I give my widgets. I'm gonna give three to Brian and one to David because he Aww. didn't try very hard this month. Thank you. No, like I said, I was going to go to a game day, but it got canceled. But I'm going to give all four of mine to Erica because I'm afraid of her. One of the reasons why (laughs) David's nerdy things are getting one of the reasons why David's nerdy things are getting um, more generic is because he's busier than he was before. Yes. Yes. Yeah. work, Work takes a lot more out of me than it used to. Yeah, but you'll get used to it. It'll oh, get, yeah. You'll we're find there. ways. Yeah, we're almost we're almost uh, two months in. We're getting there. Just yeah. oof. <laughs> um. So today's topic. Oh, who won? Erica. No, Yay, David I hasn't won. given his votes yet. I did. I gave him to Erica because I'm afraid. Oh. Yeah, Erica won. Cool. Um, the widgets will arrive after the writer's strike is over. Yep. That's the reason why we haven't had a planned topic in four episodes. We lost yeah. all our writers. Yeah. Well, they they're they're striking against the writer's strike because they are AI. <laughs> Wow. We support the way to make us the bad guys there, Brian. It was just too easy of a joke. I thought it was funny. I'm I don't mean any offense. Only the widgets do. <laughs> it was just too good not to say out loud. No, it was funny. It was funny. So today's topic is cooking. So how do you guys make your meth? Uh, on advice and counsel, I ch- <laughs> I will not answer the question as the answer might incriminate me. <laughs> I've been super vegan, Brian, joined by Oh my god. How could I top that? <laughs> anyway. It all oh, started. I needed that. Sorry, that was all good. Started with problems with Zoom. And now we're here. Yeah. This is real. We're this a little punch happening. drunk. We're a little punch drunk. <laughs> been one hell of a week. That is uh, true. So, so cooking, yes. Uh, I have the distinction of short. one time. I have the distinction of one time in my life actually burning water. How with oil? Like oil on the surface? I didn't know there was oil in the pan. Oil in the pot. Oh, and the water literally lit on lit on fire. I burned water. Yeah, that's cool. I've done it too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Uh, I. Never really. I mean, I can follow directions fair, fair enough, but I don't know any tricks or any tips or I don't do anything fancy. Well, it's oh. good we have this topic today because you're going to learn yeah. some cool stuff. I can microwave with the best of them. You know, I can give you tips for doing that better. Oh, all right. If you want to reheat. Put a wet paper towel. If you want to reheat pizza. In the oh, you know, you put a mug of uh, water in with it. Yeah, yeah that's such a cool trick. It is. It's great. I love that one. Uh, the other key to that is you heat, you heat it up slowly in a frying pan. If you want to make really, really good sauteed mushrooms, just cut up some mushrooms, put them in a Ziploc bag, stick liquid smoke and a little soy sauce in that Ziploc bag and stick it in the microwave for a minute. You want to seal the Ziploc bag almost all the way and leave a little hole at the end. You put that in the microwave for 
for a minute, those mushrooms will come out really good. Hmm. I used to make sandwiches with that. Nice. I never wave when I cook. You never what? I don't microwave when I cook, like anything. Like that's specifically just for reheating. I literally cook, cook. My dad makes chili every now and then. Erica has said that, but she liked those sandwiches <laughs> with the microwave. No, I mushrooms. did. I'm not yeah. saying I oh, didn't yeah. like She wasn't sandwiches. the one using the microwave, though. You yeah. were. So, haha. Erica taught me how to use a baking stone. Oh, yeah. I did. Okay. I know what a pizza stone is. I don't know. It's the same thing. Okay. Same thing. <laughs> same thing. But you, if you use it to make sandwiches, they come out really good. Okay. You don't have to flip the sandwich. You really only have to toast it on one side. It's actually the 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 crispy on one side and the just a little crispy on the other side is actually a nice texture combination. All right. It'll be crispy on both sides if you put it on the top of the oven. Yeah. I was going to say, you should have it on a higher rack. That way it gets crispy on both sides. If you don't have a baking stone, you can put the sheet pan in the oven while the oven's preheating and get a similar effect. Okay. The oven in our kitchen is from the 50s when they built the house. Great. That's is probably an excellent yeah. oven. Gas ovens are great. Yeah. Old That's ovens last a long time. Mm. Yeah. Um, my big question, I, I was going to go a different angle with this because I wasn't I wasn't going to assume anyone knew how to cook. I was going to ask, is there a seasoning in cooking that you won't eat that you don't like? I'm not curry. a fan of dill. I love curry. I like curry all day, but uh, dill and vinegar are my two kryptonites. Mm, I love vinegar. I love dill. I will not eat curry. Well, I'll, like... I'll, I'll eat all the curry. You can have all my pickles. Perfect. Do you never like pickles? Nope. I'll it is a pickles. it is a visceral reaction. Like I've I've been into a bun that was a cheeseburger bun that had a it was like a sealed thing with a cheeseburger inside of it. I bit into it and right into a pickle and it was immediate. Just I damn near threw up. Listeners, we have a freaking guest named Adam Meyer that on this show has told the story about me and pickles quite a few times. Feel free to find that and listen to it. Maybe I'll tell the story in a bonus episode sometime, but it is on the show. Yeah. Feel free to look for it. I, I I hate pickles. I don't even like picking them off because the juice is on whatever it is I pick them off of. I can still taste it. I can. Do I you can, like citrus? It has it, occasionally, yeah. I just have an aversion to it like acids and foods because like when I cook I think no matter what meal it is uh you know whether I'm following a recipe or what have you but I I always kind of like do my own thing so I always look to have like you know you have to have salt you have to have umame and depending on what you're making you know some sort of sweet or or spicy with it usually sweet and spicy together is really good but the thing that'll always always make Make your dish taste better is if you add some sort of acid to it, whether it's garnished on top, like a little squeeze of lemon juice, or whether it's like cooked within it. Um, acid itself really brings all those flavors out. And I think it's something that really gets overlooked. One of the things that Lee really loved for me to make is I make um, garden omelet. And so I'll take like whatever vegetables I might have, whether that's like zucchini or tomatoes, mushrooms, spinach, whatever. And I'll saute it up with some herbs and then I'll put it inside of an omelet with cheese. But I always take fresh lemon juice and squeeze it over the top and it makes it really really delicious it sounds like it wouldn't but there's really a science to cooking it's making sure you have this balance within the food i get that i just don't like vinegar there's just there's something there 
Yeah, you should use other acids instead. No, I get yeah, that. Yeah, other acids. Yeah. yeah. I just, like, it, I can, I like, they hit the, the smell of it hits the back of my throat, and my immediate reaction is instant gag. Just, no. Nope. That's fair. <laughs> I had a cooking story prepared for any possible answer you could have given. So here's mm. the story about vinegar. All right. When I was a kid, my grand, my family is half German, half Italian. Mm-hmm. German side of my family. Few dishes I did not like. Sauerkraut. The the first word is right. Yeah. Not kraut. Oh. Braten. Oh. Sauerbraten. Sauerbraten is meat boiled in vinegar. Yeah. No thanks. And I would come home from school, walk in the house, and just go, oh, no, mm. not again. And I, I couldn't go inside. It, mm. The smell was just so bad. I remember it tasting okay. I don't remember it being very memorable. It's one of my uncle's favorite foods, but it made the whole house just impossible to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my growing up, my best friend hated mustard, but I never really, I, I gave up on trying to fight it on him because I didn't understand why, because I like mustard and he couldn't really explain it. He could just said, there's something about it. I don't like it. And I just kind of accepted that. So since then, I just now accept if anybody says, I don't like something, I just go, okay, well, the We'll work around it. <laughs> yeah. Except my mother-in-law, I pick on her all the time and tell her I put cauliflower in all her food. <laughs> I yeah. If she calls and says that her doctor says she has new some kind of new health problem, and I go, oh, no, I heard that that's caused by not eating enough cauliflower. <laughs> It doesn't matter if she like, it's like an injury. It doesn't have to be like uh, it's funny. a sickness or anything. It could just be like she cut herself in the garden and I'll be like, that's caused by not having enough cauliflower. Yeah. It's sort of my Erica is short for my mother-in-law. I don't think there's a lot of vegetables I won't eat. There's some that I'm not huge fans of if they're not cooked right. Mm. Yeah. The, the majority of my cooking expertise involves open flame. Um, Heather and I have a few incompatible preferences when it comes to food. I don't like my Brussels sprouts roasted. She doesn't like hers steamed. I don't like mine steamed either. I don't I like, like I don't like steamed vegetables. I don't like steamed vegetables in principle. Just I prefer my Brussels sprouts steamed. So we pan oh. saute them and they come out pretty good. But and I mean it satisfies us both, but we can't have them the way we both prefer them because neither of us like them. Um and she, well, I mean, the, the the real answer is just don't eat them. I prefer my green beans fresh. She prefers them canned. I don't mm, like, I like canned fresh. Beans. Yeah. Yeah. I like fresh. Um, Which has been really great because my garden has gone nuts and I have tons of green beans. So I just walk out there and pick green beans off of my plants. I think that's pretty much it, though. Um, But I mean, because those are easily compromised around. I mean, they're not. They're by, not fro- by, by frozen? <laughs> you still have to decide if you're going to steam them or roast them or what. I was talking green beans. Oh, green beans? By frozen. Well, she doesn't like frozen green beans. Well. <laughs> yeah. She likes her green beans. Like, if I bought fresh green beans and cooked them to absolute death, she'd probably like them because they have the consistency of the canned green beans. Um, I think I like zucchini cooked a little bit longer than she does, but I don't know. I, they usually come out okay. Um, now, I was just going to say, when you prepare yourself food, what kind of stuff do you make if you're not a big into cooking? Uh, me? I eat out most of the time. Yeah. See, and I don't like eating out. Mm. Like, I mean, every now and again, it's good. Like, like things that I wouldn't take the time to make. Like, you know, braised shortbread, because that, like, takes a long time. You know, something like that. I enjoy those foods, mm-hmm. but I probably am not going to put the effort 
into it, but yeah. most everything, like, you know, during the pandemic and stuff, you know, Lee and I really wanted sushi. So I made sushi. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I just Where'd looked you it get up. Sushi grade like, fish during the pandemic, you know. In, in where were you at the time? I was in Ohio at the time. Oh, okay. Where did you get sushi grade fish during the pandemic there? So the um, store, obviously. Duh. Come on. Yeah, but it's sushi grade. We we were trying to make sushi during the pandemic, and it was very hard to find sushi grade fish here. And you at that time you lived inland. So yeah. organized crime affiliation. Jungle Jam. <laughs> well, you pay the right price. That can be uh, acquired. <laughs> Vegan or Brian Jungle Gyms. They were they were open and available. Yeah. Oh like yeah, you have thing. that Jungle Gyms thing. We I we described Jungle Gyms to David on the show when you weren't here. It's like Trader Joe's, isn't it? No. no, it's it's the one. It's the giant warehousey crazy store that has the TARDIS bathroom with the oh with the right board. yeah 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 that's 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 good. It yeah, has that's stuff right. from everywhere. They have an entire fresh fish section, which is literally like giant tanks that you would see in an aquarium, like that big full of different types of fish that they just pull out for you you say that you say fresh fish department my brain immediately goes to aladdin where he's in the, the bizarre fresh fish <laughs> we catch them you buy them <laughs> so that's what happens in my brain it is a constant running reel of movie lines and anecdotes from shit i've seen that makes me laugh that's <laughs> why you're on a podcast called nerd podcast radio welcome <laughs> to welcome to my brain <laughs> did I get did I tell you guys the amazing clap back that Amelia did or that Lee did? No. Nope. All, go right. For it. All right. You made me think of this. So made dinner, said dinner's ready. Everybody comes to the table but Lee. I have to go hunt her down because she's got her headphones in. And I go, dinner's ready, get to the table. And she goes, I can't, I'm dead. And I said, Well, you're awful expensive for somebody <laughs> who's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, no, I'm sorry. Not dead. She goes, I can't. I don't exist. That's what it was. I don't exist. And I said, well, you're awful expensive for somebody who doesn't exist. And she goes, so are NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did she stay back oh, from the table yeah. just to set you up for that joke? I no idea. <laughs> oh snap but i dropped to my knees laughing so hard she didn't miss a beat not a beat i was just like well you're awful expensive uh, for somebody that doesn't exist and she just <laughs> so out of tea <laughs> Oh, it man. was nonchalant. It was oh, that's thick. amazing. It was on beat. I was like, that was perfect. It's like I should be mad at you for talking back to me, but damn, that was a good one. That was it. Was so good. It was so good. I laughed. I laughed so hard. I hit my knees on the ground, laughing oh, so hard. Wow. I doubled over. I had tears streaming down my face, and I hear Chris go, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, but uh, uh, but uh, so back to topic, uh, Brian. You're asking me about what I do for food when I, I don't really cook. My dad cooks occasionally, so we'll have I'll have two or three 
meals here at the house. Dad will make chili or some rice aroni. Yeah, or we'll make a we'll, we'll pop a frozen pizza in the oven or something. But I I I wanted to ask Erica where did where did you learn how to cook? I don't know if I've ever asked you that before. Oh, uh, I taught myself. Oh, yeah. I didn't expect so, like, that answer. Well, my mom has always been like stereotypical '90s mom, hamburger helper, rice aroni. Whatever came in a box, you added whatever to it. Mm-hmm. She's not a great cook. She's really not. Um, and with, you know, Lee being little and being a single mom and trying to make like my budget stretch and then also realizing because it was just her and I and, you know, she didn't eat a lot and I didn't eat a lot. So I could essentially make like really good meals and just split them between the two of us. And that's what I did. So I would make like, you know, pork chops and apples or, you know, like I would just look up different recipes and I would I did a lot of reading on like what the proper way to cook you know like a pork chop is so that it's not dry and and you know I read a lot of books about the science behind cooking and like how you make things good and when to do like slow and low and when you want to sear something you know to you know like the the different ways that you would treat food and so it became less expensive for me to cook and we got healthier better tasting meals out of it so yeah i mean that's really what it came down to we're on such different levels of the spectrum that's that's a neat thing because you're self-taught you really don't i mean i've watched a lot of food network you know how to make peanut butter jelly sandwich you know i mean you could probably make a grilled cheese i could I, I could make enough. Yeah, I make a, actually a pre, I make a damn good girl cheese. Yeah, yeah. That's not, that's, and it's not hard to do though. I've, but yeah, I've, but any idiot I can do that. I don't think that people who don't cook are less than people who can I mean, at all. I, I can grill with the, I can grill with the, the best the of them. spectrum of people. Yeah. I mean, and you give me meat, you give me fire. I can grill with the best of them. I, I, I've never appreciated people who look down on other people because they don't do something a certain no, way. Yeah. But I grew up with um, my mom and my grandmother taught me how. But then when I turned 18, I realized I didn't really know anything. And I had to kind of relearn and then my mom taught me how i mean i call her and ask her how to make things and um when i when i turned 18 i think i learned that my mom knows a whole lot more about cooking than i thought she did like she would tell me how to make a sauce and she would be like you have to leave the heat on with the flour and the root to let the flour cook so the sauce doesn't taste like flour and i'd be like exactly wow (laughs) yeah Uh, after 15 or 20 hours of continual food network watching that's that sort of stuff starts to sink in too but i like how in england they call a broiler a grill Hmm. oh do they i was watching the great british baking show going that's not a grill what they put it in the oven that's not a grill that that's an oven why are they calling it a grill is a different kind of oven? It's a salamander broiler. It's just, it's just, it's just an oven. (laughs) (laughs) They just call things different in England and it took a little while. Well, in one episode, someone actually made the comment, put it in the grill. In the US, they call that an oven and it was just like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, that show was great. I missed the great British Bake Off. It was always a fun one. What? Okay, so 
I'll ask this to everyone, whoever wants to share, feel free, but describe just a glorious fuck up of something you cooked in your life that sticks in your mind. Just something that went completely wrong. I think David did this already with the burning water. Yeah, that was that was impressive because I wasn't even trying. I was actually trying to boil water to do something. And also it's like, oh, God, what the, ah, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, um, here's one. Here's one. I was making a homemade alfredo sauce and I had people coming over for dinner and I was trying to do multiple things at once and I forgot to put the parmesan cheese in the sauce. What'd you put it instead? Well, so the way I make alfredo sauce, I use cream cheese in it as well to make it really creamy consistency. So I had interesting a standard roux cream cheese, butter, salt, pepper, garlic, you know, what you would put in alfredo and then you put the parmesan in at the very end and i forgot to put it in at the very end so it was lackluster in flavor and i realized it and i went no so then i just gave everybody the parmesan to put on top of their offering <laughs> so but the cream cheese makes it really really creamy so it's a I've real put, creamy I've put cream cheese and mac and cheese before mm, yeah me. it's a good thing to add to mac and cheese oh yeah you can add it to most things with cheese in them to make it give it that creaminess to it mm-hmm I think one I put, of the, go ahead. I was going to say uh, a really good tip for egg is putting just about a half a tablespoon per egg of heavy cream if you're making scrambled egg. Mm. I think that's Gordon Ramsay's really recipe, isn't it? Right. Is it? I think so. Oh, I just started doing it instead of milk because I didn't have milk one time because mm. I used to put milk in my eggs, and I, but I had heavy cream. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, this tastes so much better. I yeah, did I not think... know that. I don't watch cooking shows. No, I think so... that's I think that's his his uh, simple simple scrambled eggs. It's like three ingredients: scrambled eggs, egg, a little bit of heavy cream, salt. <laughs> Look at I, that! I made slow cooked scrambled eggs for Erica when she visited. It was delicious. I made I made different style scrambled eggs for everyone who was here that day. Nice, you did. He did yeah. mine extra buttery. It was Ooh, so yum. good. So that was one thing. My mom did not was allergic to milk as a child, and she does not use butter for anything. So I grew up using olive oil for every recipe for everything that anything that called for butter, she used olive oil. Did matter what it was um because of <laughs> heather's allergies we're completely dairy free here no it's not it's not dairy free like we still use milk and stuff she just would not use butter in anything oh didn't matter what it was you say milk too that's weird well she never used milk i had i always used it and we always had milk in the house and it was just whatever it called whatever no, she had to cook way, with it she would never it's cook the with way it. you're saying it i have a friend that said instead of saying milk they say milk oh okay I, it just sounded milk. like milk to me uh, milk no it's it sounds different it's, i've always pronounced it M, like it sounds like an m-e-l-k milk <laughs> yeah he's he's saying milk Instead of milk. I thought he was saying milk. Yes, no. that's what I'm saying. Milk. Milk. Erica, I, Erica, Erica I, get, I get what I. you're saying. Yeah, I'm pronouncing it M-E-L-K, not M-I-L-K. Aren't I pronouncing yes. it the same way as David? No. Milk. Yeah, you are. Well, you are now. You weren't milk. before. I, I never said it any different. Milk. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't. Milk. 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 Uh, that might just be geographic geographical differences in dialect. Who knows? I don't know. But, uh. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I grew up as a kid eating Filipino food for the most part um, from my grandma. So, Erica, how do you say the milk product that's cultured and is often frozen? You mean ice? Starts cream? with a Y. Oh, you're an asshole. What, yogurt? It's yogurt? how you say it. 
it's not like it's not like there's anything wrong with you. You just say it like that. Oh, I say it right now. It's yogurt. Yeah, yogurt. That's not I how she says not, it. That's no, that's not how I used to say it. Oh, please enlighten me. I've okay. talked to you recently about it and you've said it no. the other way. No, I did not. No, because of this because of this incident, I don't say it that way. <laughs> I'm not the one who makes fun of her for it. Oh, this is great. You're building up into did such it, a thing. Did someone else give you a hard time about it? Because you it it me saying anything about it was just was it was basically, oh, you're saying it differently than other people do. And you'd be like, Yeah, that's how I pronounce it. And I'd be like, Oh, that's that's interesting. It's actually that's how I, funny. okay, yes, that's how I used to say it. Okay, so my stepdad at the time Chuck, We're gonna kill our listeners if you don't actually share how you pronounce it. How you I will. I okay. will I'm telling the story. Okay. Right? <sighs> so when I was in college, I was like 18, 19, something like that. I don't know. Early years of college, living with my mom and my stepdad, and they had just gone to the grocery and um I was trying to find the yogurt. And at the time, I did not pronounce it that way. And I went to my stepdad because I couldn't locate it. And I said, where's the yogurt? (laughs) (laughs) And he looked at me like I had like three heads and was like, what? The yogurt? Where's the yogurt? And he goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. And and he was he was known for giving you a hard time just to give you a hard time. So I thought I thought he was just fucking with me <laughs> on purpose. I really did. All I wanted was the yogurt. And I thought he was fucking with me. And I was getting angry. And I said, yogurt, wait, there's some bad and he was like, he he thought it was funny because I was angry and I thought he thought it was funny because he was giving me a hard time and wouldn't tell me where it was. <laughs> so anyway, my mom gets home and I go, Mom, where's the yogurt? And she goes, oh, it's in the other fridge, second shelf in the back. And I go, thank you. And he looks at her and he goes, you know what she was asking for? Because this whole time she's been yelling at me and I had no idea. <laughs> And so I come back out and go, this. And he goes, yogurt? Yeah, I could have told you where that was. <laughs> you were asking for yogurt. Like, wait, yogurt. what? Yeah. What the fuck is yogurt? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. That's, that's, that's so that's hysterical. how I used to say it. And now I say it the right way. How did you train yourself to say it right? Because, it's a good change. Because, I mean... You said it that way without thinking for years. I know. I know. Because uh, every time I would, again, back to the the visualization piece. So every time I would want it, I would think back to that time and go, yo, Gert, yo, Gert, and like do it in my head because I could just replay that whole scenario. It was and, and it, it was not like five minutes or 10 minutes of arguing. I it believe was like you. A full 45 minutes of me storming out of the living room into my bedroom from my bedroom back into the kitchen like it was it was a whole situation wow wow that's intense yeah so now i say yogurt i I need to have a funeral for that word because i miss it now i loved that that was one of my favorite things was how you pronounced it and Mm i i i not because i i made fun of you or anything i just thought it was neat that you said it differently than other people oh well but now you're a mental time traveler so i have that yes i'm a mental time traveler that's right Reminds I, me of the line from Anchorman. Yeah, it's called yogging. Apparently, you just run. <laughs> <laughs>
I um I don't know. I I think I have a very eclectic way of pronouncing things because I've lived so many places. Yeah. So sometimes I say things in a very Midwest way. Sometimes I say things in a very Californian way. You know, it's just and when I get really mad, I get a really heavy Southern draw. I swear I'm going to call this episode. We talk for cooking. We talk about the topic for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You know what you should call it? We started out talking about cooking. And yes. then. <laughs> and then. Um, so we're, like I was saying before, we're on way different spectrums. I don't cook with meat at all, except for fish. And I cook. There have been times that we've leaned on takeout more because we're lazy sometimes. But most of the time we cook most things. And we did this whole 30 thing recently, which has got us using recipes more. I'm not a big fan of using recipes. I hate going back and forth between the instructions and the ingredients, trying to figure out how much goddamn cumin to put in something. You know what? I like to use recipes as a jumping off point. So I look at the recipe and I look at it and I go, okay, this is the gist of what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, as far as seasonings and stuff, that's more to your tastes than anything. Yeah, Not just seasonings. Like, I'll look at it and be like, oh, that's great. But it would be better if you did this. Like, a good good example of this is I was watching a YouTube short. There's a guy called Jordan something. He's hilarious. And it sucks me in every time you put something on. Um, But he's like the fast food secret guy. Have you guys seen this guy? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in. Get closer. Get closer. Too close. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, no. Come here. Yeah. So he's hilarious. And he did this thing. So I make the girls breakfast every morning. Um which I guess a lot of parents don't, according to Lee, because apparently her friends are jealous that I make her coffee uh, and breakfast to take to school every morning. Yeah, see, I went through 12 years of public education, and I never had breakfast made for me, ever. At most, I'd get a bowl of cereal. I had to pour myself. Oh, my, my mom never made breakfast for me. I just make a point, because I think it's mm. important that they have must be nice. hot in the morning. I so. got the... Must be I, nice. I got breakfast at the school in the breakfast program uh, yeah. yeah uh i always had i always made we had oatmeal grit or cereal wow. that was it. so um but anyways i make them a breakfast each morning and lee really likes egg sandwich egg and cheese sandwiches so i make her egg and cheese sandwich every morning she can take it with her to school and he was doing this thing where he's like i've been making egg sandwiches all wrong my whole life this is how you do it and he like puts you put the egg in the pan cooking and then you put the bread in and then you flip the bread over so you've got egg on both sides it's like a whole thing but what i thought was really genius about it was that you put the bread on the egg so that the egg cooks into the bread but i didn't like the idea of having egg on both sides because then it would be greasy for her to hold right so what i did instead is i put butter on uh, on the side that I was going to put down towards the egg so that it was buttery. And so I put the eggs down and I put the bread down with butter on it. And then I spray it with some olive oil so that when I flip it the other way, it becomes basically like a grilled egg and cheese sandwich. And mm. then I put the cheese in it and then I fruit. And I also put herbs in my egg because she likes herbs in her egg. So, but yeah, so that's an example of taking a recipe and then changing it just a little bit. Absolutely. That's a really good example. Does anybody else here like runny eggs? What? Like eggs over easy or sunny side up? Yeah. It, I love it, eggs over easy or sunny side up. Yeah. 
I've always been an over medium or even an over hard kind of guy myself. So medium or hard. So if they're running all over the plate, that's not good. I don't mind a little. I don't mind a little bit of running yolk. Some runny yolk on toast is great, but I don't. I don't want my fork to drip when I'm transferring yeah. from plate to mouth because those drips usually end up on my shirt. I, I agree. That's <laughs> happened to me many times. I've. I've. I. We've been pretty much egg free for a while because we did the whole thirty thing. But I do mm. very much like fried eggs, either sunny side up over easier. If I'm gonna do it sunny side up, I'll probably put that on a sandwich. See, if you want to really clog the arteries, you cook up a pound of bacon so it's nice and crispy, leaving all the fat in the pan. You then fry your eggs in the fat and in the pan. Yeah, oh, but you yeah. know how you make them over easy in, in that situation? You don't flip you don't, them. You don't flip them. Yeah. You take the hot grease and you pour it okay. over the egg. Yep, yep. If you want to make it, I mean, I can think of a way to clog your arteries even more without having to use any meat. Just use coconut oil. It's more saturated. No, thanks. <laughs> I don't like I don't like the taste of coconut oil on most things. I tried to switch to that for like vegetables and stuff. I can't remember why. There was some sort of health reason. It's so strange. I don't really notice the difference when I use coconut oil. It doesn't I like avocado too much and- different. See, um, I just do the French method, butter. I like butter. <laughs> it's the French way. It works. Butter I, makes everything taste better. I tried a I recipe. I love French food. I tried a recipe about a year ago that I'd never had before. Um, somebody on one of those video formats, I don't know which, was talking about growing up with buttered noodles. Mm. And apparently it's like a Midwest thing or something. Yeah. And also a big Eastern European thing, but yeah. I'd never Rowan had it loves before. Buttered noodles. Oh, butter noodles are awesome. I've never had noodles. it before. So I tried it and was like, oh, it's good. Yeah. I, I, I prefer noodles with olive oil and fresh garlic. And I mean, that works but, too. But yeah. what, what, what I do is I take the leftover spaghetti we have after we make like spaghetti and chili or something. And I just put a bunch of butter in there and a bunch of Parmesan cheese, put it in the microwave till it gets hot enough. The butter melts and mix it all up real good. And that's dinner right there. So I normally, when I normally talk about things I've cooked, I talk about healthy stuff, but this is not one of those stories. So I heard this story about butter noodles. I try the butter noodles and I'm like, that's really good. I have an idea. So I got triple fat brie and I did the exact same recipe, but with that. And it's this Leandre French triple fat brie. It has kind of a funky smell to it, but it's not like a Limburger funk. It's like just a little bit funky. And it's, if you think in the term of Weight Watchers points. <laughs> so, so if you have... Sorry. If you funny. have an ounce of regular cheddar cheese, it's five points. If you have an ounce of this brie, it's about 15. And if you use the amount I used on that pasta, I think it was like 680 or something like that. So if anyone is interested in buying extra Weight Watchers points, uh, send me an email (laughs) at this is totally legal at nerdpodcastradio.com. But it was, I think when I was doing Weight Watchers, I got like 39 points a day. And I one day made this St. Andre pasta. And it was like, I think it was like 800 something points. I think I checked and the Blooming Onion from the Blooming Onion from outback steakhouse is 990 yeah if you eat the whole fucking thing yeah yeah. i have eaten the whole thing before see that's why i'm a member of a elite program of uh secondary market for weight watchers points if you need more points you can buy them i'm still here i just turned off my camera for a second (laughs) 
They don't know that. I'm pretty sure they know that. Ah, uh, you'd be surprised. No, it's a bit John Panette was in two for a while. <laughs> I bought a whole bunch of extra Weight Watchers points just so I could enjoy the food. <laughs> I like John Panette. Oh, he's great. I'm sad he's gone. Um, what are has anybody else made anything just truly crazy decadent or hat or bought something truly crazy decadent if you don't have a story? Uh buddy, buddy of mine was a chef and we got we were having a drunk night one night and he made a risotto and we used a pound and a half of pure parmesan from a wheel he had in this risotto he made. Holy it was shit. Those wheels are amazing. like twenty two hundred dollars. Yeah, he had like a quarter of the wheel in his house and we used wow. a pound and a half of it on this risotto. It was amazing. <laughs> Took him like 45 That's minutes cool. to make, but it was That's so good. Cool. <laughs> I've made risotto once. It's a yeah. it's an ordeal. That's, that's what happens when you're hanging out and get drunk with a chef. <laughs> I'm going to make some risotto. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> Erica, you? I don't know. I got a I had a girls day with my friend Stephanie and we spent all day together shopping and doing other things and then we went back to our house and uh smoked some um long bottom leaf if you will. And uh, <laughs> finest weed in the South Farthing. That's right. Finest weed in the South Farthing. And we were we were like laying in her bed watching uh Studio Ghibli movies. And and her husband, right, David? You can't think of a better thing to do. Smoking oh, some long bottom leaves. I've done that Studio so Ghibli many movies. times. <laughs> great way to waste an afternoon. It is a great way. You still and haven't watched one yet. You really should. There are some good really ones. Really should. They're so good. Anyways, her her husband like pokes his head in because he knew we were having a girls' day, and he goes, "How you ladies doing?" And we're like, "Good." He goes, "Can I get you some snacks?" And we were like, oh, yes. <laughs> "Yes, you can." And so he was like, well, "What do you guys want?" Anyways, long story short, we ended up ordering DoorDash yes. and we couldn't decide on what we wanted. So we got filet mignon. Uh, from nice. <laughs> I know we got filet mignon from a local steakhouse, DoorDash. And then we also wanted dessert and we decided we wanted cheesecake factory dessert. So then we also <laughs> had that DoorDash at the <laughs> same time. Nice. And then we just decided we would eat whatever showed up first. <laughs> so yeah, it was great. What was, showed up first? Uh, the filet mignon by okay. about two by about two minutes. Oh wow! Yeah, it was real. It was real close. Um, I think I've told my most decadent food order story on the podcast. Mm. So I'll just say it's the time that I went to the gluten free Chinese place in Ohio oh, right. and ordered. Oh yeah. An entire Everything. box with like 12 different entrees in it and four different appetizers and ate the whole thing at a game night. There were no um, drugs involved in that story. There were not. I think I got a sake cocktail from them. So, yes, I guess there were. But Aha! Oh, yeah. yeah. Always fun. I always... See, that's when I make bad decisions. I make bad decisions when I'm relaxed. That's the thing. Like whether it's I've had a panic attack and I have to take like my anxiety medicine or whether it's long bottom leaf, it doesn't matter. That's when I make my very poor decisions. Most of the time I mm. have excellent restraint. Speaking of really poor decisions, we hit the time that we're supposed to be done with the bonus episode on the regular episode. To be fair, we started late we and we had technical late. difficulties. So Yeah, we started late. We started like, what, 25 minutes late? 
Yeah. You know what the topic of this episode was? Cooking up a topic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's great. Um, I so we should to... we should probably do a uh, call this call call this here and do a bonus episode for a few yeah minutes. yeah I think we should. Um, I uh, thanks for coming along with us on that journey. That was quite a trip. <laughs> yeah, this has been <laughs> Super Vegan Brian, and I was joined by Kersey Smurferka. Up all the third. Oh man, yeah, Brian's out of it. I can tell. <laughs> I'm a little tired. Yeah, yeah. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Uh, Brian, say goodbye, then cut yourself off. Yeah. Uh,